episode number 394. When people ask questions, we want to give them the very best answer to that question. And so that's why, you know, being able to have a website that answers questions very neatly and and, and keenly to the actual query, well, it keeps people on your site and, and shows relevance. And that is going to keep you uh, also, you know, rising towards the top of search. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you a little fuego in your na- days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, I think you're going to want to think about SEO and the way that you can get more traffic to your website. And the, there's so many different things you can do, solutions, experts, of a, a glorious. But I'm bringing you a, an expert in the game because he's not only uh, in the SEO world, but he's been doing uh, marketing experience both on the brand side and the agency side for over 20 years. Mr. John Lightfoot. John, are you ready to be real? I'm ready to be real. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. that was uh, quite an introduction. Thank you. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. So take me back into your story before we get into SEO and the 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 the, the fun goods of, of the t- today. When you were a kid, when you were in college, were you always into marketing? Were you always into uh, creating campaigns, advertising, fun things like that? Well, you know, it's interesting. There was a, there was a slight caveat in my life uh, in that I actually kind of began as a clothing designer. Um, oh. And I... You know, I really, I enjoyed it. I, there was, there was an artistic bend to all of that. Um, and, it, and it really was quite wonderful. But, um, but after that, you know, it's been, it's really just been marketing ever since I, I um, started off with, uh, with kind of a wholesale uh, business that I, that I did for a decade. And then uh, mm-hmm. after acquisition, I just tried to leverage that information and success that I gleaned there to help other businesses. And it's just, been that way ever since. <laughs> wow. So take me back into uh, when you started the SEO uh, side of the yep. business or the new kind of business, if you want to call it being created here, uh, using all that experience, but then obviously capitalize on a very much needed area. What was the epiphany or what was like the first customer experience or what gave you the insight? And then this is going to be the, the the topic that I take care of and I help people with. That's right. Yes. It really, you know, so, so for me, it, it, it kind of came down to, um, I started, you know, before the inception of Google, you know, mm-hmm. way back to your point, way back. And, and the tactics back then were, you know, tactics at best, meaning, you know, it was this notion of let's put keywords all over the bottom of the web page, make them in white font or, you know, text, and then on a white background where nobody can actually see them, but you're really just hoping that, that the crawlers could kind of pick them up. Um, it was that type of effort. It was, you know, a, a gray hat at best way, way back in the day. Um, there was no sophistication. There was really no algorithms that we were aware of that we could speak to. But here's the thing. In the B2B segmentation of, of what I was doing, the, the way that companies were naturally growing was, you know, get out to conventions, go to conferences, show up, suit up, and and talk to people. But that was very, you know, um, you know, seasonal. There were segments of those shows and then everything went dark for months and months and months. So I thought, how can I get in front of this narrative of these industries in a meaningful way with consistency? And I was a startup business at the time. So 
you know, I didn't have a lot to, to, to invest, let's say, in different types, sorts of marketing traditional sense, you know, billboards or even print and things. So uh, it was really search, search for me that I found that I could uh, meaningfully interact with, with, with that, that uh, audience uh, ongoing. And what did you do in search in the, the first step? What was the first thing you did in search? Yeah. So the first thing I did really was that kind of let's make sure the pages were speaking to the various uh, queries that could pull that sort of page up as a solution. So that's as sophisticated as it was way back then, literally, literally almost 20 years ago. Um you know, and so that was the process. It, 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 it there was also to a to a to a degree citations, mm-hmm. like actually having the 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 business propagate into different resources and directories as a citation mm-hmm. marker. Um, in due course, you know, other other search engines kind of came to fruition, and and it became a bit more sophisticated. And then that's when, really, in my estimation, content began to reign supreme, and it has ever since. I mean, content is still vastly the epicenter of anything that we should be doing, that we are doing, because that that meaningful nature to it all really supports the the value from a transactional side or from a lead gen side. But anyway, yes, it was. It was some of those uh, early initiatives that uh, that got me off the ground and going. So when someone typed in a, a need of the business, the 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 blog, the topic, the article would actually address that, bringing you traffic to your website, addressing their need, not talking about necessarily the business, but really focused on whatever that person was searching for. Great strategy. I mean, incredible strategy. Obviously, back in the day, it was easier to to make happen than it is today. What's the strategy now? Yeah, the strategy now, if, if I could crystallize it down, I've been thinking this and saying this a bit of late, which is really uh, building authority builds brands. You know, there's so many websites, I mean, you know, hundreds of millions. There's many, many, many more every single day. It, you know, Google, uh, you know, the, the search engines as a whole, they can't rank them all, um, nor should they. It really starts to crystallize and, and, and bake itself down into trust. Mm-hmm. It's the authoritativeness. Now, you know, that is me crystallizing it down. You know, if we extrapolate it out a little bit, you still have to have that technical soundness to the site. And that really backs into you have to be algorithmically compliant. So we have to kind of take a look at what are these core factors, these core algorithms that that, that we must serve to. We have to meet those minimum compliance scores. But once we have that technical segmentation down, it really comes down to trust and authority. And that can most be affected and enhanced, of course, with reputation. But this also dots back to, to link building, um, you know, domain authority, page authority, that kind of DRDA, that those ranking segmentations to how are you perceived from a trust perspective? Because even though the end consumer the core demo may never go and take a look at your Ahrefs DR. They may never go to Moz and look up your DA. That's fine. But the search engines will. And they are very mindful of those, those types of segmentations. And even though they're not really going to Moz and looking it up, it mimics how they would envision your trust and authority to be. And so we want to harness that uh, to propel you in search. I think I had Rand Fishkin on the show. Uh, Moz, I think he created Moz. I'm trying to remember that now because he was all about SEO. Are we familiar yeah. with Rand Fishkin? Incredible. I mean, because it's so important. I mean, the, the biggest thing for the business is there's a lot of tools out there that you can use to kind of give you some insight that a lot of times we forget that are just, they're out there. You just got to go uh, find them, take advantage of them. And, uh, and at the end of the day, be open 
to their suggestions because a lot of times we get stuck into our suggestions thinking we know it all, thinking we're in the perfect place and we got everything figured out, Mr. John. I got everything dialed in. <laughs> in 2020 hits you and then you got some some issues because uh some businesses you know weren't able to operate some things weren't able to to, to be the same and we had to make a lot of changes uh many businesses yeah. some of them were able to do it seamlessly um get home working home from home zoomify you know slack and all these tools but that also had to transition your website your business because you can now offer like maybe shopify and you could actually be selling things through your website that you were only selling brick and mortar, but now with the Shopify, you could sell the customers all over the globe. And like, you know, I had a few people on the show that like they took their business from being shut down to dry ice and packaging and some ads. And next thing you know, they're selling in states that they never had distribution for due to just having the search engines bring them, uh, you know, people they're looking for this stuff. They're looking for a bowls delivered to my home or, you know, and the Google is just bringing this traffic to you. No one's doing this. You add a Shopify overnight to your website. And next thing you know, you're selling in States all over the globe. Um, uh, it's just incredible when you think about it. Yeah, no, it's true. I see, I see that uh, a lot these days. It's, it's interesting. It's almost full circle for me because, um, the, you know, the idea again, you know, when you think about stores adding new products to their shelves, those stores typically went to buyer shows, right? They actually went and went to some of the food buyer shows or different types of buyer shows, depending on the industry, right. saw what was new, had a chance to taste it, sample it, look at it, feel it, whatever, and maybe gave them a pilot in the stores. But a lot of that interactivity, the mass gatherings at these big buyer shows, it's not happening. So the question is, is well, you know, they have to evolve. These stores need to bring new products to bring, keep the, the customers coming in. Where, how do they do it? You're right. They have to search for it. And it's true. You can do the paid ads to get in front of that narrative very, very quickly. I look at the paid segmentation as the sprint and the kind of organic as the marathon. Right. But at the end of the day, right. you know, getting in front of that journey and being being able to answer those questions or, or, or being relevant in a space uh, it's really impactful and search is driving so much of those queries and so much of the results. I mean, if you if you were to ask Google, how do you really tell who you want to rank? And I, and I mentioned about the authority segmentation, but really, I think what they would really say is, look, when people ask questions, we want to give them the very best answer to that question. And so that's why, you know, being able to have a website that answers questions very neatly and, and, and keenly to the actual query, well, it keeps people on your site and, and shows relevance. And that is going to keep you uh, also, you know, rising towards the top of search. And the other thing that they say is a really important thing is the uh, the load time. How, how fast is your website load? Yeah. If it's loading slow, uh, you know, because you got tons of pictures, content, video, you haven't compressed those files or things like that. And I also say the same thing about mobile friendly. I can't tell you how many sites I still go to that on my mobile phone are not mobile friendly, you know? And so- yes. Not instantly am I zooming in and trying to figure things out and trying to click that right link. Oh, I clicked the wrong link. And then that just makes my experience, uh, you know, horrific. And so something so simple as making sure your app is mobile, making sure your website is mobile friendly. So when people are searching for you and then, you you know, you're not shooting yourself in the foot by making it hard on them. You know, <clears throat> we know people instantly will go from this site to that site. If it's too clunky, weird, you know, you go to some site and it seems weird. I can't trust that site. I'm going to Amazon. I'm going to Target. I'm going to the brands I believe in trust. Like you yeah. talked about trust. 
I'm going to the authorities. I'm going to, they already got my credit card information. I'm not giving you my credit card, Mr. XYZ website. Now you got enough deal. You got enough validation. You got enough of my friends talking about XYZ website, doing transactions with them. And I can see some of the social proof here based on maybe they just showed it to me and they shared a post or something like that. Now, now you're talking now, maybe I got a little trust, you know, and, uh, and willing to put down my credit card, let's just be real or my, my ATM information, et cetera, to make a transaction happen. If not, I'm going back to the trusted sources, baby. I'm going, that's why McDonald's is so popular. I'm going back to McDonald's because I can trust that the McDonald's I get in Fresno is the same in, you know, Japan, maybe a little variations. They got sweet stuff there. They do a little different things. I know when I traveled, uh, when I was a kid, the, the burgers aren't exactly the same, but they're pretty close and they do things different for their culture. But if you go anywhere in the U S it's about the same. And so versus just, right. you know, you see another burger shot, you're taking a shot in the wing, unless you look at their Yelp reviews, unless your friend went there, unless your buddy just got the best burger in your life there, you know? And so I think that's the other thing that SEO does in that it also can offer some social proof. Um, once you get them to the website, you know, once you're actually there, now, not just talking about you, but talking about who you're serving, the customers, and so important. I think that's a, a, a left out topic more and more. And it's it's the it's the hidden fruit. It's the it's the the golden gem in that it's right there. These are right yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's totally true. You know, here's the interesting thing. When I was a kid, um, I had this goldfish. I was trying to do something with goldfish, and, and my mom said to me, you know. He can only really follow you for, for, I think she said three or four seconds. That's the attention span of the goldfish. And I, I looked at the goldfish and I really felt sad. I, I felt sad, like, wow, really? You can only think about something for three or four seconds. That's really sad. You know, thank God I'm a human being. And I, and I, on I went with my life. Well, I was pretty, pretty d- deep in the social media space for a long time. I was really watching very carefully uh, for human beings now, for, for, for people that are interacting and, and the way in which we're serving content and how long it you know, they, they takes to digest content. And I watched as the report showed that our attention span broke below the threshold of 10 seconds, below seven. I thought, whoa, we're, you know, and now in the most recent reports that I've been privy to, it's below three seconds. And all I thought of is we're less than the goldfish. And I, I bring that up now because to your point, I mean, there's a lot of things to think through there, but to your point, Yes, speed matters, Um, you know, and Google knows this. And that's why they have the page experience uh, kind of core web vital uh, algorithm to say, look, you have to be within certain speed metrics, especially on mobile, where it's very hard to render it quickly. But we have to be mindful of that. And to your point, when all things are created equal. In other words, if you know who you are and you know who your competitors are and you're all trying to rank for the same thing. How does Google choose who to, who to rank higher? Well, sometimes to your exact point, that hidden fruit, it can come down to those metrics. In other words, if you have very similar domain authority and you've optimized your sites in a very similar capacity, it made that, that what tilts those scales could be who loads faster, who gives the better page experience and can serve people in the way in which they want to be served, which is quickly. And so I agree with you. Yes. Fascinating. People forget about that. They're just like, all oh, this high quality imagery. It's some of that stuff has changed because you just want it to load quickly, especially like you said on the mobile because the the Wi-Fi speeds, the mobile speeds might be slow. You might be in a weird spot, but you still need to get this website popped up. And like you said, there might be three websites that are competing for the same traffic. Google's probably going to give it the one that they know can be trusted, and where they send them there, they stay there. They you know they have that metric too, where they kind of like you talked about the the experience on the website. They don't just pop in and leave. Two seconds later, I think that that's another piece to your website is 
when people come there, why do they stick around? Do they, do yeah. they just pop in and just, uh, you know, call a number? Great. That's perfect. But, you know, are they calling um, or are they just popping in, browsing you and leaving, you know? And I think the more times you have ways to attract them there, keep them there. Um, obviously, you know, there's many things you can do is get an email list and all those type of great things to capture emails on there. Um, but, but content, you know, reason, like you said, uh, you know, a checkup, is it, a something you can do a tool, uh, something you can provide some value so that someone wants to put their website information into your, your, your backend. So where you can give them a grade or give them something and that's going to keep them there longer. And I feel like in, if you keep that, that, that trend, then that's what Google wants. They're going to serve more people to your website. You're going to get more people there, more traffic stays longer. But if you just are just driving only by ads, I feel like you get a lot of just people coming, stopping back, click yep. two seconds off. Now, sometimes it works. Let's just be real. It works. In some cases, someone's trying to buy something. Your ad pops up at the right time. It works. It definitely works. But then a lot of times it's just going to be traffic. That's it's traffic. You pay yeah. for it and it doesn't really convert to anything. Yeah, it's it, yes, you're right on so many levels. So on the paid segmentations, it, it works. You're right. It works when you when you when you are methodical and strategic, and when you have a soft landing is what I call it. In other words, when you thought through what was it that evoked the click, and how do you bridge that to the page so that they land softly and that narrative continues. That works. Too often I see in the paid segmentation the the, the links going straight to the home page, regardless of the of, of what they were you know sold or told or what they clicked on, what it was that evoked the click. It, it maybe should have been dotted to an interior page or a landing page specifically built out to support the narrative. But it can work, especially if you really think about the, the journey. The other side of what you said, I just want to touch on briefly is that when I think about SEO, I, I, I envision a quarter in my mind sometimes. And one side of that quarter is SEO. And if you flip it over, the backside is CRO, that conversion rate optimization. And that's a lot of what you're talking about. Because if we really think through this, it's like, look, if we do everything exceptionally well, then okay, you know, Google will probably celebrate us. We rise to the top. We get more impression share. We're getting the clicks. Things are going great. That's where it starts. <laughs> That's for a lot of people where it ends, but it really is where it starts. And the reason why is what's next? Google's not going to keep you at the top if what happens next is that people click on it, come to your website, and then leave. No engagement, bounce rates high, time on site's low, interior pages are low. They're not going to, they're not going to keep you there because what they're going to say is, look, I gave you the opportunity. We're driving people to you, but the metrics coming back show that you don't have those quality signals. So we have to really think through what happens next on page. How do we keep them longer and, and, and invoke their, their actual engagement and move them into this site and these sorts of things? And frankly, to me, that's a very big part of the SEO as well, because they can't live without one of the other. They both go together. And that's why you have to constantly be working at it. The, the terminology you use, uh, the offers you do, the incentives, the tools you create, and constantly be offering new things and, and pivoting that because obviously you come to your website one year ago, I want to see something maybe different, you know? And, uh, and, and, and a lot of times the business cycle for some business-to-business transactions takes years. This isn't just walking into you know McDonald's and buying a burger. Sometimes these contracts are hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or or it's $10,000, but some of these businesses don't just jump the, that day. They maybe have been to your website. They maybe have come back. And then if you're kind of the same person and you haven't evolved and they say, hey, dude, you, ha you haven't evolved at all. They're, why do they want to do business with you now? And so I think that's a big piece that we forget in that a lot of times 
we're there, but that, you know, business time, time cycle is a, is a lot longer, especially in B2B. Um, but now on that, we're about to get you into our, your top 10. Are you ready? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. Apple or Android? Uh, Android. Android. Let's go, baby. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Netflix. Instagram or Facebook? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go IG. Instagram. IG. IG. Facebook owns them all right now, but uh, IG. Let's go. Yeah, true. Chicken or steak? Steak. Zuckerberg's buying up all of Kauai. Let's go. Stuck in my favorite island in Hawaii. He's like, you know what? I need, I need 10,000 more acres in that place. Let's go. Laptop <laughs> or smartphone? Laptop. Laptop. When you're yeah. thinking about content, uh, Spotify or Pandora? Uh, yeah, I, I, Spotify. That's for me. Spotify. Movies or video games? Uh, yeah, I'll go games. Video games. Reading books or listening to books? Uh, reading. Reading books. And when you're, if you're thinking about uh, diversifying the portfolio, stocks or real estate? Real estate, definitively. Real estate. Stocks are having a tough day today. We've been having a tough um, year yeah. so far. Oceans or yeah. lakes, if you're thinking about vacation, getting away, you deserve yep. it, my man. Oceans, Hawaii in particular. Like Hawaii. You Do you have a favorite island yeah. in Hawaii? Oahu. Oahu, the beautiful island of Oahu, Honolulu, so many things. The uh, the uh, grilled shrimp uh, on the North Shore, everything about that island I love. Yeah. Let's go. Um, when you're waking up in your day, my man, you're getting yourself ready, pumped, energized for the day. Why do you love being you, Mr. John Lightfoot? You know, I, I, this, this, you know, well, first and foremost, it's, you know, for my kids and family, those sorts of things to be, to be transparent. That's the first thing I'll always think about. But shortly after that, um, I really think about, and this, this may be cliche. It's the truth for me though. I think about my clients um, because they put a lot of trust in me and, and, and I appreciate that. And every day I just try to win for them. And when, and when I do, and when we do as a team and they do uh, it's, 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 it feels amazing. It is amazing. It is the purpose and why I do what I do. It comes from a place of passion, but really it's their success. That's all I really think about. And that fuels the family that fuels everything, right? Yeah. Right. Let's go. Do you have uh, <laughs> certain types of categories that you guys love gravitating and working with? Well, um, you know, not really. Um, and I say that because, you know, we're open to a lot of different things. To, to be transparent, there's a few categories that we don't work with. You know, uh, I just don't I just don't really get involved in like, you know, casinos and adults, different things like that. Stuff. Yeah, right. You know, I just you know, I just can't really just I don't drive that forward in my, my mind. But beyond that, you know, we do a lot of e-com. We do a lot of B2B. Um, you know, we you know, we, we do a lot of service and SaaS and things like that. Um, and all of them are challenging and wonderful and just opportunistic. And, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we even do some things in the space with the government. So um, and it's they, they, they all are fair game to to optimization. And it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. Like I know in the digital space, we always got to stay on our toes, baby. That's the best part about this yeah. business, baby, is that it's constantly, uh, you know, it's keeping the synapses alive, folks. It's keeping us, right. keeping, keeping us going, baby. Do you think you'll ever retire from the game of SEO from the agency and just having hanging up and say, I want to enjoy life, kids and uh, being a grandpa, maybe things like that? 
I do. I do. You know, um, I do think that. And um, I'm probably uh, maybe 10 years out on that, something something in that realm. But, you know, like I say, I've been doing this for about 20 years already. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily in my youth per se, but I've got a good decade left where I think I could be uh, very impactful. And then at such time, it'll probably be ter- time to pass the baton um, and that sort of thing. Maybe move into just some 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 reading and writing, but yes, in due course. <laughs> Absolutely. Keeping the mind ready, taking all that experience and putting it in books and putting it in content, yeah. speaking and things you can do as well. So important to keep that knowledge going. I think uh, we just had a gentleman on, uh, he, had, he built uh, Spark 44. He had, they started from zero employees. They had 1,200 employees. Big business, Mr. Roth speak. Uh, and uh, he's writing a book right now about Building corporate soul and, and basically talking about how every corporation needs a soul. But his incredible mission is that when he left, he got all this abundance of, uh, of outreach from his team members and employees and staff. And he just took this like, wow, I must be doing something right. And then he took this and all this knowledge and research and he researched like LinkedIn and so many businesses and uh, then put it in a book. And that's what I think, you know, gentlemen like yourself can do as well with all this knowledge in a way to give back at the end of our days too. Uh, like I try to do every day with the podcast, you know, we're just doing a little bit of giving a little bit of education, a little bit of entertaining. And a lot of times people find value. And then let's just be real. There's some, maybe some business transaction happening, you know, maybe someone reached out to my man, John. And, uh, but most (laughs) importantly too, it's a win-win across the board because people are educated. And I think that the uh, more and more people are obviously using podcasts to educate themselves. Do you have a, a routine on starting your day? Um, you know, you know, usually because, uh, some of the clients that I have are, you know, just different parts of the world. Um, I do have a routine. It is wake up, caffeinate, uh, and, and get into it immediately. So I, I literally do. I, I, thankfully I'm, I'm a morning person, so nice. I'm able to just pop up my eyes, pop open and, and I'm pretty much firing. So, um, I just get right into it and, and push, you know, and, uh, and it's, it feels great. It's really, it's really invigorating. Especially if you have, like you said, customers in different time zones, because they're already a little yeah. ahead of us out here on the West Coast. They're, they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. what's going on, my dude? We're already, <laughs> going on. We already are at lunchtime. You're... But there's also a beauty of the working in different time zones and that you can get things done when they're sleeping and when they're relaxing and you can have things ready for them to approve. And there's there's a lot of beauty in time zones and working in having people in different time zones, having customers in different time zones, traveling in different time zones and uh because time is a blessing. And so finding ways to use that. Um, and then, like I said, the beauty of the internet is that you can have customers in t- different time zones now. Like it's no big deal. Just like we just interviewed uh, people on different sides of the country for four people today. And I didn't have to go anywhere. They didn't have to go anywhere. And the shows <laughs> are about to be done, baby. Let's go. Um, do you have a favorite app or a tool in your business that you just love or gravitate to right now? Well, yeah, you know, I, I I live and breathe. I feel like all day long in Semrush, um, you know, and and I and I do bounce into Ahrefs all day long too. So I think those are the ones that where you find me most um, engaged. And and my team and I, I mean, there's several of my team members who, who live and breathe out a screaming frog. I know, you know, any of these tools can kind of throw false positives from time to time. So it's so important to synthesize all these datas together from all the tools. So. Yeah, that that's uh, no doubt about it. I mean, sure, I live in, in Google Analytics and Search Console and things of that nature, too. You'll find I mean, those kind of Google properties. But but overall, um, I feel like SEMrush is where, where so much of my time is spent these days. Such a powerful tool. Yeah. All those tabs on the left-hand side, I'm like, God dang, there's so many different things <laughs> to Let's start looking at competitors. Let's start looking at keywords. Yeah. Let's start looking at everything. It's a, That's an incredible, powerful tool. Powerful tool. Um, 
If you could sit down, uh, a couple last questions here, if, and chop it up with anyone in the world for a steak dinner or a lovely dinner, who would you like to sit down with? Oh, well, this may not be the answer that anybody was caring to hear, but it would, if it were me, I would sit down with uh, Steve Eiserman. Um, you know, I, yeah, I was born and raised uh, in Michigan. And, uh, and, you know, so, so on a personal level, I, I really, I really value uh, Steve's uh, leadership and, uh, and just his dedication to, to Detroit and to the Red Wings for his entire career. So that's, that's who that would be. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Let's go. Nice. It's an eight though. It's an eight, <laughs> it's an eight baby. I'm a value. Oh, eight. okay. 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 I got to get that PSA 10, baby, the Steve Yeiserman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. I think hockey, I mean, because I'm in the sports cars too, I think hockey is a uh, a definite value play as an investment. A lot of people are in basketball, football, sports, yeah. and stuff like that, and they forget, like, the groats, like the Bobby Orr's and the, you know, the goats of the hobby that, you know, yeah. these guys have already established something and the values are there, and there's not a lot of population of these cards. And uh, as you see with a lot of other things, when there's not a lot of population and there's some demand because they got ESPN now popping the uh, the the NHL. Woo! Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Let's go! I, I'm, in, I'm uh, really interested. Obviously, Connor McDavid. That guy is. Uh, oh yeah, a, a piece on its own. But I w- I go back to the old school guys right now. I'm going back yeah. to the old school yeah. first before I go into the new school because you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You know, with the uh, with the legends. I always like to say yes. Um, yes. Has there been a book that has changed your life or something that you either reread or just sticks to your soul? Well, um, you know, I, yes. And it's, it, it's interesting for me because I, I always think about, you know, content. And so, you know, content, they say, they say content ranks, ranks, you know, king. you hear that a lot. Um, and so usually, you know, it's, it's anything around narrative to me. And so I like to read books that have to do with, with narratives, content, anything like that, you know, um, that's that's usually kind of in the space where you'll find me. I love that. There's so many great books on that right now. Uh, what was the one I read? Matthew McConaughey's recent book. He has mm-hmm. a fascinating yep. book. And then what was the recent one? I'm just I was listening to. It was really oh David Goggins. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Can't hurt yeah. me, baby. Can't hurt me, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Talk about a crazy, incredible story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, getting into you, my man, and and. Uh, Sending a little traffic your way, folks. If, if you are gravitated to learning more about SEO, please take my man up on, on checking him out. Where is your favorite place for people to learn more about you guys? Yeah, I just invite everybody to please visit, you know, Strategic SEO Solutions. That's that's our website. You know, um, it's 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 easy to get in touch with us there. I have Calendly booked into there and, uh, and happy just to chat. Honestly, there's really no commitment or otherwise. If anybody wants to just talk SEO or have us take a look at your site or where you're at, We'll we'll be honest. Give you give you an honest you know footprint fingerprint of where you are today or what we could do to maybe help. But yeah, strategicseosolutions.com. I think we have a strategic SEO podcast coming soon, baby, where he talks about the latest <laughs> SEO techniques you can take advantage of. He brings on SEO experts. You never know. You never know, my dude. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate your soul. I appreciate your energy. Uh, I always take some notes, but I got got a nice show show notes with you, my dude, and. Um, I really appreciate it because I think more and more businesses need this. And I think that if you're gravitated to it, know that a lot of times we can do things on our own, but many times we get it done so much faster with so much more success when we bring on an outside expert. And uh, and you guys have been doing it for so many years that it's like, we're not playing games here, baby. Go right to the source. Go right to the experts. Mr. John Lightfoot, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You folks, you've been hanging out with Mr. John Lightfoot and Travis Colin Huff. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real what another epic 
episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The B-Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now. And real-time outsource, my business is giving back to local and small businesses. Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all going to last, but most importantly, you got to think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at, uh, little to no costs for most of the businesses and, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life. Right. But most importantly is that I think this is the time folks that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out. And we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.